one man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, Unplugged and Unleashed. Hi everyone, it's Brian Timoney here and uh, welcome on to today's podcast. I'm joined by uh, Rob Goodman. Welcome, Rob. Thank you. Hello. Um, so, Rob, we are going to talk about fame today. Ah, good. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about the, the musical or the TV show that was famous in the 70s, showing my age. Um, I'm talking about fame, um, for better or for worse, that can happen to actors and whether it's a good thing, a bad thing, um, and how to deal with it now I think that it's um, one of the things that a successful actor unfortunately has to deal with but it's part and parcel of uh, the thing now why do I say unfortunately because the clamping jaws of fame can destroy lives yeah and Although some people think, oh, it'd be great to be famous. It'd be great, you know, you don't have to book a table in a restaurant. <laughs> that's the old that's the old sort of a thing, isn't it? Or, uh, you know, people come up to you and they, they want to talk to you and it, and it must be great. Uh, 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 no, it's not. Um, it, 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 it's, you, you, you have no privacy. It can take away your anonymity. And it can also affect you psychologically very badly. Well, um, as we have seen in many cases. Well, I, you know, we were we were joking before yeah. beforehand, um, before coming on air, about, you know, what is it like to experience fame? No, um, I wouldn't say that I am famous, um, worldwide, recognised household name, but within my little world, within you know, your world, you've got um, a certain notoriety. I, yes. yes, certain notoriety within yeah. the acting industry. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes I have found myself in a situation. Um, where I've walked into a shop or I, I was telling you this story about you know there was even somebody outside where I live once that was uh, you know a builder guy that, that um, recognised me and, and, and I have been in those situations where I've just been living everyday life and somebody comes up to you or recognises you and they say, oh, you're Brian Timoney, you're the guy that does the, the acting stuff. And, um, well, that's nice and, and so on, um, somebody to maybe... But I, I say that, it's nice. Actually, I don't find it particularly pleasant. But if it, but, happened, if it happened to you 200 times a day... No, yeah, it's like... Then, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's... It, it's. I think the, the reason that it's uncomfortable is a loss of anonymity. It's a loss of being privacy. able to of privacy in a way. Um, but you know, the thing is, you, you put yourself in this industry, then you've got to expect that, that might happen, and you you have to deal with it. Now, the level that we are talking about, you know, when you become a mega superstar, fame. How they deal with that is beyond me. I think it is. I don't think it. I think you know when you're a young actor, uh, when you're starting out. I think that fame can could possibly seem quite attractive, but I think you know the more that you develop as a person and an actor, you begin to realise that actually fame, and I think your expression, the clamping jaws of fame, mm. I think actually is a really profound statement because fame I, is the Jabberwocky, mate. It's it's yeah. the it's you know, uh, I mean it's. Uh, I've I've got a, a friend that within his uh, field he is 
mega famous. He's a graphic novelist. His name is Alan Moore. And uh, he, he, he wrote um, the graphic novels on which the following films were based. Uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Watchmen, V for Vendetta, Constantine, From Hell. They go on. Many more. And, uh, and, and, and he's very recognisable. And he's a bit of a cult figure and very, very, very famous uh, across the world and um, in Hollywood everywhere. Uh, I mean, they've made Hollywood movies of his films, of, of his stuff. And he said to me, Bob, he calls me Bob annoyingly. He said, he said, he said Bob. Only you remember that, Bob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, said, he, 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 he said, Bob, he said, you know what? He said, you've got to escape fame. I have managed to do it. He said, not me, he, Alan. He said, I've managed to do it. I've managed to... And it was that, that was actually his phrase. I've managed to escape the clamping jaws of fame <laughs> um, uh, by just keeping myself to myself, keeping anonymity, not doing interviews. He doesn't do interviews. He doesn't uh, go on film sets and turn up at film sets uh, by being a recluse, basically. Alan is a bit of a recluse. And he said, that way I can escape the clamping jaws of fame. And in the town he lives, he can walk around the town he lives and everyone knows who he is, but they leave him alone. He's, yeah. you know, they leave him alone. And, uh, but if, he, if ever he does come to London to, uh, to visit me on the couple of times he has done or, or he has come to uh, screenings of films he's written and made, um, people don't, it, it's just like the, the whole street burst into a frenzy of excitement and they all want to come to, and he says, get me out of here, Bob. Get me out of here! I just got. I've got to go. Get me yeah. out. And so, but he's managed to escape it by being a bit of a recluse. Now, if you want to live your life as a recluse, that's fine. But that's the only the, way you're going to escape well, fame. The same thing kind of happened yeah. to Al Pacino. We we're yeah. talking about earlier on before we came on air. And um, I mean, Pacino. It's interesting what happened to him because, like, he was told pretty much unknown before he did The Godfather, and he describes this one particular experience. He said that he felt. Um, where he fully realised what had happened to him was that he was on an escalator. He said he says um, you know coming up from the underground in New York, and he says he caught the eye of a of a girl coming down the other side of the escalator as he was going up, and he realised from the way that she looked at him <laughs> that she he wasn't looking at Al Pacino; she was looking at Michael Corleone. Oh yeah. And he says, the first time that I really realised, he said, my loss of anonymity, he says, or the loss, he says, I felt in a way, he says, um, you know, the, it's a loss of self in a way, identity. Yeah, nobody wants to know you for you. They want to know you for what you do and not for you. And to a certain extent, what we do is us. But you know what I mean? As you say, he wants to know Michael Corleone. They wanted mm -hmm. the, you know, the mobster. She's looking at the mobster. She's not looking at the sweet, gentle guy that is Al Pacino. Yeah. Um, and, but, and, you know, Lee Strasberg gave him an interesting piece yeah. of information, he said, or, or advice, because he said to, to Lee, he says, you know, I'm finding it hard to deal with this fame. And he said, um, and being noticed and all of this in the public. And he says, what should I do? How do I, what do I do? And he says, you have to adapt. He said, that's it. He said, you just have to adapt. There's a great story. I don't know whether I've told you this, but it, it's it's kind of connected. But I love this story, so I'm going to tell it anyway. Again, even if I've told you. About Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, Marilyn Monroe's uh, real name is Norma. Yes. Uh, Norma Jean? Yeah. Yeah, Norma right, Jean. Yeah. Is Norma Jean. Um, anyway, 
She's do, she's making the movie Some Like It Hot, which is a great comedy. Um, uh, if, if, if people listening haven't seen it, I'd recommend it. Go and get it from the video store or whatever. Some Like It Hot, Marilyn Monroe. And uh, the director of this movie was uh, Billy Wilder. And she's walking in New York with Billy Wilder at the height of her fame when, you know, she was big business in Hollywood. And she's walking through New York with Billy Wilder and uh, no one's taken any notice. People are just walking past her and not giving her a second look. And she's Marilyn Monroe, this major international... You know, this is Marilyn Monroe, and, and people are ignoring her, not taking... It. And Billy Wilder said, what's going on? What's going on? What, why is no one taking any notice of you? And her reply was, I have a knack. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, what is that knack? He said, well, at the moment, I'm not being Marilyn. I'm being Norma. Watch when I become Marilyn. And he said he didn't. she didn't do anything that he saw. But a couple of seconds later, they were mobbed. <laughs> she turned on, in some way, the inner buzz that is Marilyn Monroe. Mm. Somehow she turned that on. She said, I'm not being Marilyn at the moment. I'm being Norma. Mm. You watch when I turn on Marilyn. And he did something and yeah. they were just... So that's the other way. That's that's a very clever way she had of certainly not escaping fame. She didn't escape fame. But she, she had this knack at the time when her mind wasn't quite so disturbed as it became. She had this knack of turning off. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is I wonder how she did that. It's, it's sort of almost like a character within themselves. Yeah, um, and she wasn't playing the it. character, yeah. and that's how she dealt with it. And you know, I think there are certain other people that can do that. Mm. Um, you know, but I tell you what, you do see as well a lot. I see this a lot around London. Um, I see people in the street, even on a, a hot sunny day, and they've got a scarf around their face, and they've got a cap on, and they've got sunglasses on, and their collar turned up, and they're moving quickly. And I'm thinking, I bet that's somebody really famous. Just, mm. just, just, just sort of, you know, they've, they've well, got to go. They've got to go and do something, and and so they're going to disguise themselves as best they can and cover up their face and put dark. Well, it's funny. On. It's funny you should say yeah. that and that Marilyn Monroe um, story, because I, I, I was um, walking down the street one day, and it was the street. Street was pretty quiet. There wasn't many people on the street, and in the distance. There was this woman walking towards me, and I don't know what made me look, but you know, because we see people all the time, right? Don't we? And we just go. But something just drew you to her, yeah. And I just suddenly, and I went, and it was—I think it was her shoes or something. I went, that, that's, you know, they were just trainers, nothing special about that. And then I just—I thought, I don't know, there's something. She had sunglasses on, and I thought, there's something. I said, I don't know why I'm looking at you. I said, but there's a reason. So I kept looking. I went, it's Rosamund Pike, and but she. She didn't, it wouldn't have, you know, the, the, with the sunglasses on and it, she wasn't, she didn't look particularly like, you know, you know, famous actress mode, you know, she was sort of incognito. But it was interesting how I still managed to see her. And cut. Okay, take five people. Listen, if you want to get the transcript for today's show and free access to Brian Timoney's online method acting course, then go to theworldofacting.com and get your free gifts. Okay, let's get back on set. Lights, camera, and action. And, and I wonder, actually, if 
you know, there is something around this fame aspect that people start to live with as actors um, that, that is, does become recognisable, like the Marilyn Monroe thing. And, you know, we've talked mm. about this, but, you know, what the other thing is, Rob, is that fame, you're right, can be very, you know, destructive. And I think that and the, the whole thing about fame is that how do you, you get it? It's really from the point of view of that you're doing something that people like and want and then they become fans and they, they want to see you, they want to be around that. Um, but here's the thing is that I think that when people are trying to do that, if that if they be, once they become famous, if they're trying to maintain fame, that that is counterproductive to producing good work because I think that it can be, it can be a... a, a a case of trying to please people in order to to maintain their status, and I think that when appeasing that happens, people, yeah, well, we talked about this talked, in a different yeah, podcast. We have, so yeah. it's interesting. It comes yeah. up again yeah. actually yeah. in this way because, mm. yeah, you could get into a, a vicious circle and where it really destroys your work because it's not coming from the right place of authenticity. Now it's coming from a place of, and we hear about this. Do you mean when you, what do you mean when when you start to enjoy the fame and you start to live it and you start to. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, you, 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 you hear this yeah. in the LA a lot, you know, yeah. that people become famous actors and then yeah. it, it becomes about maintaining that fame rather than the work. Well, the reason they do that is because they think if they can maintain the fame, they'll be able to maintain the success. Yes. And they're two different things. They're two totally different things. I think, I think, you know, I mean, I think the one thing about fame is, I mean, if, if, if literally a hundred times a day... People are coming up to you and say, uh, "You're Brian Timoney, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I thought you were great in EastEnders, and uh, can I have your autograph?" And 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 and, and then three, so you go, "Yeah, sure. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, oh, mm. God bless. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Have a good day." And you walk on, and you, you're trying to get to the shop to buy a bottle of Coca-Cola, and then literally thirty seconds later, "Excuse me, are you Brian Timoney? I really enjoyed you in EastEnders. Can I have your? Oh, yeah, sure. And then 30, you go into the shop, and there's somebody. Excuse me, are you Brian Timoney? Jeez, you know, give me a break. You know, you know what I'm more concerned about. What you're fixated about me being an EastEnders. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, well, whatever. You know. Yeah. Whatever. You. We talked about train spotting in a other podcast, yeah, yeah. and you were in train spotting, and yeah, you did, yeah, and, and you didn't mention that. No, that's true. But there actually, you go. Yeah. So you should have mentioned. I was it. keeping my anonymity. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Rob, you know. um, yeah. Yeah, it's a funny old... <coughs> Didn't a, understand a word you said, but... You, yeah. you, you, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Subtitles, um, wasn't it, in, in the States? Yeah, full Glaswegian mods. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a funny thing, um, fame. And and I think that, um, to be honest, I think that we see a lot of great actors that, that kind of, like your friend that you were describing, Alan, um, yeah. that they stay away from the limelight in order for their work to be their voice and they try they, they don't do interviews and they don't I mean look at De Niro is a great example for most of De Niro's life mm. you could count in one hand the amount of interviews that that man's ever given he doesn't do interviews he doesn't do collaborations with other actors I mean I've been you know I, I, I've been around his house and we've been having a cup of tea and that sort of thing and uh, and the phone's gone I said oh god hang on a minute Bob excuse me a second and uh, I've heard Alan say over the phone no, no, I'm not interested, Steve. No, I'm, I'm not interested. Steve, look, I'm, I, look, I've got to go. I'm having a cup of tea with a mate of mine. I, I'm not interested. I'm, he's put the phone down. He's gone, Stephen bloody Spielberg again. Wanting him to do something. You know, wanting him to go out and do an interview with him or something like that. Yeah. And I've Alan, you're mad. <laughs> what? 
did you you could have told him I was here you could have told him like you know something about and uh uh Oh, I never mind about that. Anyway, uh, uh, how many sugars was it, Bob? <laughs> yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, but the way the way I was done it is he's become a recluse, and he he he, he just refuses to um, do interviews or collaborations or 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 or, or be. Or, or or do that thing become yeah. the famous Alan Moore, you know? And I think it I is. think it's becoming harder as well because nowadays, you know, with films, it's it's expected that the actors go out and promote the films that they do do interviews and um and I, I can understand that you know from a from a business perspective, but I think as well from an acting perspective, it's quite I actually quite like the idea that the real the true artist actors. Um, Try and maintain their anonymity because we, really, when we go and see a film with Daniel Delius in it, we don't want to see Daniel Delius. We're going there to watch his creation, and I think that the more mm. that you get to know an actor, then the less that you can enter that imaginary world and see the person that they've created as well. So I think um, that's that's important mm. as well. Incidentally, I don't know whether it was specifically Steven Spielberg that phoned up, but it was somebody really famous like yeah, that. It yeah. might not have been Steven Spielberg, but it was somebody really famous. The, the, the it was a big director. The, 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 the point I'm making is that he doesn't engage with all that sort of thing, and that's how he escapes fame. Yeah. Yeah, that's the point I'm making. Um, and, you know, I, I totally respect him for it as well, actually. you know, The other thing he's done is he's refused to let Hollywood make any more of his... Uh, books into films because he doesn't like what they do with it but but uh, you know that's that, that that's a very integral thing to do but he's he must be losing a lot of and lot we of have it. to deal with this ourselves now rob you know because his podcast has become so famous mm. uh, pod, that, well, you know, I, i've just refused to do any other podcast interviews and don't you do any interviews Brian? and because um, yeah. like yeah. enough's enough yeah rob, and, you, enough's and you've enough. got and you've got your scarf and your sunglasses when you walk out of the studio <laughs> haven't you to, to disguise yeah, yourself no would ever you. know it was no, me. It, no. and um, and <laughs> that way i maintain my Anonymity. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah. but but no fame. Fa- fame. You know, I'm, I'm I'm sure that for a young actor living in the right town, probably Los Angeles or New York, can be wonderful. I mean, you know, a young actor or a young actress, um, it's famous is an aphrodisiac. Um, it's it's going to get you a little bit of money. It's going to, it's, you're going to have a great lifestyle, and you're going to really enjoy it. Well, for, for the for the first couple of years. Yeah, because you, you're talking couple, about you know yeah. um, a young actor, guy or girl, suddenly, you know, in the situation where they are recognised, so you know, being attractive to the opposite sex becomes easier. They've got maybe probably a lot of money. They've got a lot of fame. They've got they've a great got a car. Of, they've got know. a great lifestyle. And you know, so when you're young, all of that kind of and and, seem and, and quite people want to know you. They want to be your friend. They want a slice of you, and you're fooled by that. You're fooled by it. Mm. These people don't want to know you for what you are. They just want a slice of your fame. So, in other words, you know, you are being used a little bit. But for the first couple of years, it's great fun. But after that, it becomes a little bit... You just want to get on with your work and do some good work. And actually, you probably get into the situation where you don't really know if people want to be around you for you or whether they want to be around you because you're famous. That's what I'm saying. They don't want to be... Well, some do. I guess you know who your real friends are. Who the real friends are? They'd be. They'd want to be with you if you weren't famous. They'd want to be with you if you were penniless, you know, uh, because they like you for mm. what you are. But 
been a lot of the time they just want some of the fame. They want to be around the fame. Yeah. You know? The hangers on. Yeah, and, 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 and the pointless celebrities. Um, this is how a lot of so-called this celebrity culture this is another podcast mm, talking about yes, the celebrity yeah. culture but but this the, the but, but uh, all, all this sort of thing if you just hang around with famous people you are the mate of a famous person yeah. you can become famous for being that you can know and the, then you can get and and, can, and, yeah. and, and, and and you can get onto you can get onto some some i don't know celebrity big brother because you're the mate of somebody, and, they, and 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 you can get paid a lot of money for doing that, and then and and then you get onto panel shows and things. I, I mean, you're right; it is another podcast, but I am yeah. staggered yeah. at how people are, are, are nowadays building careers out of no talent, or that they have no skill or ability at anything. In fact, stupidity seems some things to be celebrated, and I'm going, oh yeah, how, how have we got ourselves in this situation? I wrote a book about this. How to become a celebrity, and I, I, in the book, I give a money back guarantee that if you follow exactly what I say in the book, you will get your fifteen minutes of fame, but it will only last for a couple of months. But you'll do it, and and anyone can do it. Anyone, you don't have to have an ounce of personality or an ounce of talent. You can still become a celebrity, which is rather annoying, but you know it doesn't last long. And so that's why people want a little bit of somebody else's fame so that they can be famous themselves without doing anything and without putting any work in. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. I think that kind of um, clears up that issue. On the thing. <laughs> That's um, cleared that one up then. Yep. <laughs> it only took 20 minutes. Amazing. Yeah, right. So, so uh, don't go for fame, guys. Don't worry about fame. Don't go for fame. It's the wrong reason. Just do good work and hope that your good work is is appreciated by other people. And if it's not, so long as it's appreciated by you and you know you're doing good work, that's good enough. And, uh, and, and, and that's it. And if fame comes as a result of it all, great, but be careful. I agree. Well yep. said, Rob. Yep. Okay, guys, see you in the next one. Bye. And cut. Okay, guys, that's a wrap. Hey, don't forget, if you want to get a transcript of today's show and free access to Brian Timoney's online method acting course, then go to worldofacting.com and get your free gifts now. Thank you for listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting show. See you next time.